Hey, Baddies. I'm Tab. And I'm Carly. And welcome back to Historically Bad. Nice. That took us a long time to figure our shit out today. <laughs> we really did that about four times. Yes, we did. <laughs> exactly four times. Okay, orders of business. Orders of business. We have many today. Okay. First and foremost, we have been ignoring Canada. Oh, our Canadian listeners. Which is 84% of our listeners. Oh. <laughs> so we've been ignoring 84%. So, so the sorry. The majority. Yep. 68% of those are from Alberta. Okay. Shout out, Alberta. Rocky Mountain. Um, We got 20% of those from BC. Okay. We're also... um being heard by ears in manitoba <laughs> Them, which those ears are lucky <laughs> they're lucky ears um i think is my cousin okay and her husband kristen and rory okay who are leading the charge in manitoba hi kristen and rory um ontario okay that could be some of my family maybe yeah could be maybe could be um also my aunt lives in oh right ontario, we both have family out she, there yeah uh, shout out fam <laughs> um quebec Oh, fun. Should we do like a French episode? Should we just for our 1% of listeners <laughs> in Quebec be like French? And like, do either of us know how to do a whole episode in French? I, I don't know how to do any words in French. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> and wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> New Brunswick. Okay. Saskatchewan. Um, Saskatchewan. Newfoundland and Labrador. Okay. Which I think is my family. Oh, fun. And then Northwest Territories damn like we're in northern canada there. that's why i'm like so we're canadian wide yeah literally there's not not many provinces and territories that we have not infiltrated which we're about to infiltrate if yeah. we're not currently there yeah which while i look at those every week which we do look at them like obsessively every week <laughs> yeah it's a sickness i reflect upon how many of the people that are listening we have no idea who the fuck they are like yeah. a lot of the people that listen are very supportive circles of friends and family and we Our love community. them yep. yeah yes but there are definitely some bitches out there or some baddies out there that <laughs> some bad bitches. we have no idea who you are. And yeah, that's fun to me when you're usually like, who is that? Who could that be? And you, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. And obviously there are kind of people because they're listening to what we're saying aloud. Yeah, it's true. So they must dig it and they we probably dig will it, dig yeah. you. So if you're someone who we don't know, slide in to yeah. our DMs on Insta. Yeah, yeah. And let us know. And if, we'll give you a shout out because yeah. we want you to be part of our community. Yeah. We want to be your pal. We want to be we your pal. We would like to be your friend. Yes. Okay. Also, shout out to all the baddies, and there were several, who reached out with the answer to our blooper at the end of the last episode, <laughs> which is um, neither Tab nor I could remember the name <laughs> of the show, which I roasted Tab about for the entire week that <laughs> literally the entire week. <laughs> she couldn't remember when I gave such a good, vague, very unclear description of the show. I honestly do think if I made the Magic School Bus was like tangential was to, a good this, guess. to the actual oh, answer yeah. Yeah. same same but diff but same but um, yeah. but still anyway same. yeah but i also tab made the point that i also didn't know the show so <laughs> like touche. we share an instagram obviously because we're business partners business and leaders. um anytime i would see carly having a conversation about this she'd be like lol rose tab <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be like please don't i'm precious <laughs> <laughs> let's not roast tab let's roast collectively yes the hb we are roasted h core <laughs> but uh head 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 hq the hbhq that <laughs> <I> can <laughs> anyway so now we need to watch osmosis jones such a fucking great movie yeah. and anastasia because i still haven't watched that yet you did though i did watch it yeah good good was it there's what? a rumor in st petersburg i'm obsessed with it still wow i can't i gotta i gotta catch up i gotta get my shit together it's so good it's so good it's so good okay more business okay if you haven't already followed our podcast on whatever platform you listen on please do that because mm -hmm. that actually helps we have like 55 spotify followers but mm -hmm. we have more listeners so if you're listening more, yeah. click please the follow, follow button us. yeah 
leave a five-star review yes please we need those it helps so much with the algorithm of like getting it out into more people's pages on yeah. spotify <laughs> word yeah whatever we call that <laughs> and if you if you want to support the show in the form of cold hard cash be sure to hit, hit up our patreon, patreon. which is www.patreon.com slash historically bad nice okay and you can join the og baddies tier if you want to give us money Right. Or if you just want to keep up to date on the Patreon so you're the first to know when perks are starting to be rolled out, subscribe as a free member. That way you will not miss any information and then you can always upgrade um, to a paid tier once perks are rolling out. Right. Which we plan to have pretty pretty quickly. I would like say. soon. In like, the near I'm, future. Yeah. I was going to announce the stickers today right now. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Good, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, OG baddies, that's the paid, that's the only paid tier of our Patreon, are going to be receiving the very first ever Historically Bad stickers. Sticker. And maybe we'll write like a cute little note with those Yeah, a little handwritten so note. Yeah. yeah, so on that note, if you are signing up for Patreon, make sure you put your mailing address in there so we can just mail you shit whenever we want to. Yeah, facts. Well, that sounds like we're just going to spam you. But yeah. <laughs> we want to send you things that are nice. Yes, we do. <gasps> and... We're going to start shouting out our Patreons. Yes, we will. Yeah. Do you want to do them? I wrote it all down. I do want to do them. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, so first Patreon is Amanda Anderson. Yay! Wow, this is really interesting. Amanda Anderson and Megan McKay. Is that how you say her last name? I think it's Megan McKay. Megan McKay. So A-A-N-M-M. That's fun. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> I never thought I know these people. I never thought about them. <laughs> Maverick Festa Drew, which Yay! is my dog, <laughs> aka my husband. Yeah. Greg Bola. 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 That's a fun last name. And then Kim and Rick Festa, which are my parents. We have Yay! Patreon. So if you want to be a Patreon and you want to be called out, join our Patreon. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> we're gonna have so many of these. I bet you we're gonna have to riddle off like ten names. We're gonna have to do it at the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, right. Any business from Tab? I have some business, yeah. Okay. So for everyone who has listened to episode eight, and for those that haven't, go listen to it. Mm-hmm. I may, I go on this, we do this bit, so to speak, about, okay. I do it, about Mick Jagger. Okay, I realized in my moment of reflection and, and speaking to my brother, which I hate having to admit to this, I was re- meaning to refer to Keith Richards, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> Which, if you, anybody Googles Keith Richards, they are fully now going to actually agree with me. I remember looking up I feel a bit bad. I was a bit, I was a bit mean to I was like, Mick Jagger Jagger doesn't even, I was like, he kind of looks kind of good for 80. He does. And he's got the moves like Jagger. Okay. Okay. Keith Richards does look a little bit like a fossil. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But he's going to live forever. So will Mick Jagger. He's only 70. Oh no, he's 82. Same age. But like. That's wild. He looks a bit like a fossil. I and I'm like a very talented fossil indeed. But a ta- a talented. I had to bring that up because I was like, wait, I didn't. I meant Keith Richards. That's so funny. Okay, is that it? Business is done. I think that's the, the business. Is that's done, the yeah. longest we've ever had business before we get actually into content, and it's probably the longest we're ever gonna have it. I promise. But Patreon's a big fucking deal. It is, and last week's was actually pretty long too. So yeah, so, I'll admit. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we just like to talk and you have to listen, suckers. <laughs> that's why we have a podcast. Suckers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is actually the most historical history that i have covered so far Yay! and i am hyped about it um it's basically my first historical historically bad episode i'm um, psyched i don't know anything okay great yeah um i made sure that this was the first time in historically bad history that tab was completely not allowed to know not allowed yeah so usually we tell each other just generally what we're talking about so that we can do basic bitch research right which is a tongue twister by the way every time i say it i'm like that is hard yeah um but 
I didn't want to spoil. It has a bit of a twist, so I didn't want to spoil the ending of the story. And I probably couldn't have helped myself. I might have actually Googled it. So it's good you didn't tell me is what I'm saying. Oh, I was like, how? I didn't even tell you the name. I <laughs> just Googled I read your mind. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> um, but I will say, um, just from the start of the episode, that the research strategies are wildly different than the cases that I've been covering, which are more recent. Okay. So, like, I'm feeling, like, mad respect for you, Tab, because I do... Um, my best to deep dive but similar to last week with rasputin nice it's thank you i tried Killed it. <laughs> it's so easy for details of these stories to get lost over time it is yeah, yeah. and i fact check my information with sources from descendants of families in the story today but just maybe a little bit of warning there are some things in the story that we cannot be sure of okay and it's fucking hard to research historical cases, so props tab. Um, I usually like to find original news articles and reporting on cases, and I did find some, which is cool, but it's really hard to do for a 110-year-old case. So I'm reporting today the story that has been widely accepted as a truth with as much evidence as possible to back it the fuck up. Okay, that's good. But, like, don't hold me to it. Shut the fuck up. Don't it's a podcast, yeah. yeah. Don't at me. Please do not use this as, like, an, an academic source. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, could you imagine if you were, like, writing a paper and your source was, like, Carly and Tab is really bad? <laughs> I, I mean, I source podcasts all the time. In, like, your academic writing? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, on this podcast. <laughs> no, and same. And I learn a lot from them. I do. Right, and, like, yeah, I yeah. do take them as gospel, like, yeah, pretty yeah. much always. But, but that's why we have case sources. So you can go fact check the show. You can go fact check. And yeah. I do think the disclaimers are good of, like, if there are things that you think are, like, maybe contentious or yeah maybe rumored i'm so excited for the day that a baddie is like that fact checks us and tells us and then we have to do a a correction like Like you did like you carly actually like is so good at this that like one of our like third cases you actually found that a really big podcast did made an error Yo, they yeah and yo. like you spoke to them and helped them yeah yeah I, I, no slander because i was gonna tell the whole yeah, story no but slander, then i was like yeah. they'll probably figure it. people i don't but they posted a photo that yes, was not that actually was the individual yeah and i was like <gasps> and that's like how good you already were and i think that was episode three that was yeah but then i but that was a more recent case too like it's it's not hard when it's more recent it's my hot take right i don't know i don't know i think i think sometimes true crime is hard too though i would struggle with doing the research so i think different strokes for different folks and that's why we're both here together <laughs> that's why we're here together you get both sides of the coin both sides of the coin okay um yeah so tab knows nothing about what i'm talking about which is so she's coming into this completely blind which is super fun yes i'm excited but buckle in because today we are covering one of the most mind-boggling and absolutely infuriating disappearances of all time one that was believed to have been solved less than a year after it happened, only to be completely uprooted 90 years later due to advances in DNA testing. Damn. And the badass investigative skills of, you guessed it, a woman. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> who was determined to uncover the truth. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Okay, case sources for the episode today include a podcast, Unexplained Mysteries, The Disappearance of Bobby Dunbar, Part 1 and 2. Ooh www.dailyworld.com a book a case for solomon bobby dunbar and the kidnapping that haunted a nation by tal mcthenia and margaret dunbar cutright okay thisamericanlife.org husheduphistory.tumblr.com which is not a good source but i had to put them there because i took some like we always have like stepdaddy sources stepdad like wikipedia is always mine (laughs) yeah it's stepdaddy stepdaddy yeah Yeah, and then we deep dive and find the exactly yeah sometimes i actually just like cross-reference a lot so that's fair yeah okay and a full list of the case sources will be in the uh episode notes for today as well right okay okay i'm excited 
I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, I've been thinking about this for, like, a week. Like, I don't know anything. I hope you love it, because now I'm like... Oh, I'm going to love it. There's pressure on. No, no, no. It's going to be... I think it's going to be great. Okay. It was a typical hot and humid Louisiana day on Friday, August 23rd, 1912. Damn, we are going back. Yeah, I'm very proud. And the Dunbar family had just settled in for a weekend of fishing and camping at Swayze Lake. Now, it's called a lake... But it's more like a swamp with dense, marshy-type wetlands surrounding it. Can you swim in it? Um, I don't think safely. Okay. okay. But it's really excellent for fishing. Super question. Do they have gators there? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that is incredible. Yes, they have alligators there. <laughs> gators. <laughs> and that is important later in the story oh shit yeah I, i've already read your mind literally that's i was that's blind. why i said fuck off because i was like shut the fuck up you don't even <laughs> I thought know it was what it i said gators instead of alligators oh, like an academic no, one no i like gators it's funny it's funny okay okay so yes there are alligators known to be in this okay lake. the family group of 11 people were sharing two cabins at a private campground a place that they frequented in the hot summer months okay i looked it up by the way it was like 38 degrees like that celsius. is like fuck celsius yeah okay i have to point this out i've heard from people that we know that from the southern states they mm-hmm. s- like ho- it's fucking hot there in yeah yeah so that makes sense yeah this is this is imagine it's, what it's like now if that was how hot it was in 1912 i i looked it up the the average temperature was the same oh but, shit but climate change is real <laughs> i was gonna say climate change naysayers are gonna be like told you told you no but like climates change differently in different places and even a small change near the equator is really devastating for all the ecosystems that live there right okay so shut the fuck up climate change naysayers right i'm also gonna shut the fuck up now <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i've interrupted you like 40 no no it's already. good i love it it's good it's good background background okay percy and lessie dunbar had brought their two sons their two-year-old alonzo and their four-year-old bobby along with several of their cousins a family friend named paul mitzi and a servant so they like it's 1912 oh. they had servants okay yeah they also had money i think okay i just feel like saying butler might be a bit more like kind and esteemed oh oh for sure than servant but anyways oh for sure so the 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 reason i kept it in there was because that's like how how the reporting was at the time so it's right to give you an idea that people had servants right and were maybe like felt they were above other people yes yes trying to give you the idea of their their class and their role in society at the time okay yep 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 okay so picture a chaotic Friday morning with children running around chasing each other while some people were working to catch fish for their lunch. Other people are setting the table, etc. Fun, chaos, vacation vibes. Okay. Sounds fun. It was sometime in the late morning when a messenger arrived for Percy, which is the daddy. Okay. With a message from a client who needed him to attend a deed transfer as he was a notary. Okay. So they do have money. I feel like. like Okay. A a working bitch. Okay. (laughs) So Percy begins to walk to his horse because it's 1912 right but didn't get very far before noticing his eldest son bobby was falling behind him trying to follow him to work oh was he how old was he four oh yeah when percy declined obviously bobby started a classic four-year-old tantrum and the strap on his cute little straw hat came undone like broke kind of oh he was like really visibly upset i don't know yeah it was 1912 but i i'm yeah sounds like a tantrum tantrum right okay um um, so Percy fixed his cute little straw hat and proceeded to ride away on his horse to go attend to his notary duties somewhere, I don't know, in Louisiana. Okay. So I think this was probably where they lived, which is Opelousas, Louisiana. Okay. But it doesn't really matter where he went. Okay. Or maybe it does. Oh, shit. The level of detail I'm giving here might seem like a little bit extraneous or unnecessary, 
But pay attention, baddies, because it will be important to the case. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm paying so, attention. Yeah. So. Devil's in the details, bitch. Devil's in the details and they're gonna face me. Taylor Swift song? Yeah. Shit, I don't know it. Um, Devil's in the details. I don't remember the words. Oh. It's, a- but would it be enough if I could never give you peace? You have a good voice. You're fucking nice. No, it's it's true. It's true. So. Daddy Percy has ridden off on his horse to go to work, and the messenger who came to give him the work instructions, and I think he also was the one who brought the horse, but I don't know, brought Bobby, the child, back to the campsite with the other children and adults. Okay. So he's safely back with his family right now. Yes, right now he's safe. All of Bobby's cousins were older than him, so he was having a great time, like, running around, trying to keep up with them, etc. Okay. Until the family friend Paul decided that he was going to go closer to the lake to shoot garfish, which I guess eat the fish that they're trying to catch before they reel them in or whatever. Okay. Anyway, again, cute, sweet baby Bobby wanted to go with the adult to do the cool thing, so he begged his mother to let him go with Paul. This time he got a yes from Lessie, his mother, so long as he promised to be careful near the lake as there was a big drop-off and the lake got hella deep really fast. Okay. So you had to be careful when you got closer to the So she was afraid he was going to drown. Yeah, yeah. So Bobby, his brother Alonzo, who's two, and one of the cousins that's older went with paul to watch him do some shooting of the gar okay so this was like paul's like an adult i think he was in his 30s okay can i ask a quick question you betcha are then the mom and dad named percy and lessie yeah they are (laughs) that's cute it is actually cute (laughs) yeah a little while later everyone is called in and begins to excitedly gather around the cabins in anticipation of their freshly caught fish lunch it was lessie bobby's mother who at first noticed that bobby her four-year-old son was not with the rest of the group Oh, no. She asked Paul, who had the other son, Alonzo, on his shoulders, where Bobby had gone, but he hadn't any idea where he was. He had just seen him less than 15 minutes ago when he had originally picked up Alonzo as they were all heading back to the cabin. Okay. So apparently he had picked up Alonzo and started, like, skimming around like a horse, which is cute and adorable. Right, yeah. But nearly knocked Bobby over and then made a joke like, get out of my way or I'll run you over. Like, he said, get out of my way, heavy, or I'll run you over. Which is fucking rude. Yeah, that is rude. And Bobby responded back with some comment like, you can't do it. You ain't no bigger than me. Which... Thank <laughs> you. Like, with the uh, Louisiana accent. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Louisiana. <laughs> New um, Orleans. Yes, yes. Side note, I just think it's mean that they made so many comments about his size throughout all the reporting, but... Oh, that's terrible. I like, and, and he's just a little normal boy. Like, he was healthy and not at all worthy of fat shaming, but I digress. 1912 vibes. Yeah. So this is what Paul reported as the last known interaction with Bobby Dunbar. Okay. Nobody in the group had seen him in the last 10 or 15 minutes or had any idea where he had gone off to. Okay. Lessie wasted no time to start searching for him, running to the lake, calling out his name the entire way. Pretty soon after this, the rest of the group was searching as well, hollering out for his name, searching, looking by the water, etc. Running around like on the land too. By the time Percy got back to the campsite from his notary appointment, it was complete chaos. He found his wife distraught and crumpled on the floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the search efforts doubled down again. So he, like, led the charge to, like, reignite the search. Can I ask a question? Do you think that they thought he drowned originally? Um, Although, I guess, like, your body eventually floats up. So maybe. This is the thing. Like, I think that they would have found him if he had, like, succumbed to the i see okay right yeah they would have found him yes so i don't think right now that they i think right now they're still hoping to find an alive bobby i think i was thinking of like a river like where your body got like swept away and then people like don't get no like like um very stagnant water yeah okay okay marshy gross yeah okay okay so 
Percy had information that other people didn't, which was that his hat had been broken. So he figured that Bobby's hat would have flown off since it had been broken earlier. Okay. So they started to look for that as a clue to where Bobby went. Oh, okay, that's smart. So he was obviously still wearing the hat after it broke. Yeah. All okay. right. Yeah, he wore it, but it was like no longer safe and secure. It was like it would fall off if he did a handstand kind of vibe. Okay, okay, okay. Eventually, a couple of searchers found some bare footprints in the dirt of a wagon trail south of their campsite. Okay. The footprints were the same size as Bobby's sandals, which they held up to the footprints to compare. Which is, like, pretty good police work. I was going to say, this like, is, like, investigative. Yeah, and it's just right now. This is, like, immediately after the family's doing this. Wow. Mm-hmm. The prince led away from the wetlands into a railroad track, which they crossed before disappearing completely. Okay. They went to a nearby local township, like, some like a small little air settlement really close by. Okay. And brought kids over from there to see if the tracks matched any of their foot sizes. Oh, shit. Yeah. But they were all too big, and so were the rest of the children in the in their family group. That's a good way to rule it out. It's clever. Could you imagine this man is just like, give me all your children. I need to check their feet. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> this is fucking terrifying. Um, while they were searching, a passenger train came by and stopped to see what was going on. Okay. Many passengers of this train decided to join in the search when they found out what was going on. This is like some good Samaritan. Yo, for sure. Then the conductor carried on to Opelousas. Did I say that right? Yep. Opelousas promising to report the child missing to the authorities there okay so this was the closest larger city type thing to the swayze lake and that's actually where the dunbars were from is opelousas okay was it close to the swayze lake like so i actually don't know how long of a train ride it was back in the day but nowadays it's like a 30 minute drive okay you literally segued right into my sentence so perfectly people read your mind bitches are scripted no we're not (laughs) we're not i swear to god i don't know anything i'm just as of a bitch <laughs> okay a few hours later more volunteers poured into the swamp and were organized into search parties whilst lessie sent her sister back to opelousas with her younger son alonzo 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 for the night okay the search continued overnight and by the next day they became convinced that they were no longer searching for a lost little boy but for a body oh yep Basically, if he was still in the area, there's no way he would have wandered far enough away in such a short amount of time that the grown men searching for him wouldn't have caught up and found him. Okay. And since he was not responding to all of their calls for his name, they determined that he must be, he must have been killed or succumbed to the elements. I have so many thoughts, but anyways, I'm not going to share any of them because I I just want to, I'm ready to listen. Okay. But I just like, I feel like my mind goes to dark places. What are you thinking right now? Like, what's your, what's your first instinct? That he was eaten by wildlife. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. At this point, I think his mother was convinced that the reason he hadn't been found yet was because he had been taken out of the area against his will. Okay. So she was certain that her four-year-old son, Bobby Dunbar, had been kidnapped. Okay. And I guess that makes sense because in the event that he was eaten by wildlife, there would be screams and hollers and... That's so fair. Maybe you would know. And some sort of evidence, right? Like his yeah. hat would have probably fallen off yeah, or he that's had fair. bloody clothing or some shit. So yeah, kidnapping would be the first. I, I can understand And the footprints, sure. the footprints is what fucks me up because it goes to a railway track yeah. where fucking passenger trains go by. Yeah. Val- like, valid. No. No. And I don't know, this is something else that bugs me about this case, is I don't know if they were just following his footprints and there was lots of other ones on this track because it was like a common wagon track. Okay. So so I don't know if they were checking to see if there was any other footprints alongside him that also disappeared at that point. Okay. Or like if there was any like, because then there was all, all of them were there and all their adult footprints were there. So they were tracking his, but they weren't necessarily keeping good track of like Others. if anything else was with him. I see. Okay. Because yeah, if he was kidnapped, you would think there would be 
adult footprints there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or if the adult had picked him up at that point, then maybe that's why his footprints disappeared. But then where did the adult walk off to? Yeah, like that's they, fair. they didn't really keep track of that. Okay. So now that they weren't worried about Bobby being alive and stuck somewhere, so either he's there and dead or he's somewhere else. Okay. They started to use more aggressive tactics to try and find his body. So they deadass dynamited the lake. Shut up. To unearth any sort of clue at the bottom of it. Wow. Like full ass threw dynamite in it. Quick question. Do they just like have that on them? I have no idea. <laughs> like because this was all this is literally the day of and the night like oh over, overnight. Like and then the next day. So like in the first 24 hours of his disappearance they were fucking bombing the lake. Jesus. Which is wild. And also I, to your point I don't know. Maybe dynamite was like a big thing back in the day because maybe you had it well, yeah. shit, i don't know <laughs> maybe jack parsons vibes <laughs> yeah like maybe they're making the railroad maybe. and they're blowing through mountains are there mount there's no mountains in louisiana i don't think it's particularly mountainous now <laughs> <laughs> anyway but you never know <laughs> they found they have connections they're rich okay so they found that these they also dragged the lake with long cables with that had giant hooks on the bottom of them. So, like, it, w- it would drag anything from the bottom of the lake like to the surface. Like, dredge it, I guess, yeah, kind dredge of. it. Good word. Good word. These <laughs> methods... <Buzzword. laughs> We're learning. We're learning, yeah. These methods revealed actually nothing, um, except for, like, a deer carcass that they found that they first thought was him and then it wasn't. In the lake? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah. So, it's, like... So, apparently, it's, like, very mushy and, and whatever... And so wildlife would often get stuck in the mud and then just die. Okay, I have to bring something up. Yeah. So there was a whole, um, what's it called when like you have a museum collection? Exhibit. Exhibit. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, See, that's the kind of support I give you. <laughs> but you didn't know. I love fucking, it. It's perfect. Fucking uh, Osmosis Jones. Right. We didn't know Osmosis Jones. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know. Um, yeah. There was a museum <laughs> exhibit on. I'm an asshole. I'm sorry for no you're not an asshole i love it okay good we're, we're having good banter <laughs> we're having good banter um there was an exhibit a museum exhibit that i went to about bog people and they're people that like live in bogs and marshes and i think it's like i think it's lore a bit although it was a museum exhibit so maybe it's like legit but i think it's uh, mo- mostly around people that get stuck in these bogs and, and then die stay, and then and then they find their bodies like preserved preserved and in an interesting way and it's terrifying if you google bog people it's like nightmare fuel well don't mind if i do <laughs> I'm i don't know why well. i'm like giving an accent right now <laughs> bog people a human cadaver that has been naturally mummified in yes. a peat bog in a bog so like i was just thinking of that like how people would get stuck in marshes all and of stuff. the photos yeah they're all safe search are safe search because like, they're it's it's but it was a museum exhibit that i went to like years ago and i think it has something to do with like they get stuck in okay so surely if that sort of thing happened to bobby dunbar and then they were blowing up the fucking lake like his they would find him in pieces which would be sad but they would find him they would at least find him yeah that's horrific yeah okay i'm gonna turn off my boss that's what i mean when i said like it's very it's very 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 nightmare it's real but they die there they don't live there they died there sorry yeah okay okay tempor tempor like their bodies are preserved is what i meant to say like it appears as though they're still alive but they're not right mummified Okay, so these methods revealed nothing. No, no bog people, no nothing. So the next step was sending divers into the lake to search all the areas that the dynamite and hooks could not cover. Okay. So if he had, like, sunk to the bottom or whatever and then got stuck in the mud, right? they would have probably found him in those two first methods. But say he was just, like, floating around, maybe he would have been evaded by all those things. So they had diver search as well. So this Damn. is pretty thorough. This is, like, 24, 48 hours after. Hey. Yeah, yeah, fast. Wow. And this is, like, actually, it's not, like, a big circular lake, like, is what we have sort of more here in canada it's more like uh 
I mean, I guess not all of the lakes in Canada are like that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are in valleys and stuff, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, I had to... Bur- I'm drinking a beer. It's such a bad idea. I have to burn. Yeah, beer's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, it was a pretty big lake, so it was really, like, long and narrow. Okay. And it today reaches six meters in depth at some point, so that's, like, 20 feet, which that's is, like... deep. A lot, a lot, a lot of tiny bobbies. Yeah. And, like, two kilometers long. So it was, like... And I imagine they really didn't narrow, have a very long. boat did they like apart from like a paddle boat it's a great question but like stupid question did they have motorboats this is a great question probably not probably not they have horses yeah i'm gonna google it i don't yeah, think so is that for us <laughs> i'm just gonna pause so that i can burp okay yeah do it up 1886 it says that's when motorboats were created and why is he riding a horse historians date the very first motorboat as far back as 1886 then cars I, too i don't know because what what kind of motorboat was it like First known outboard motor was as small as five kilograms. Electric unit designed around 1870, apparently. When was the... No, that's... No, ignore me. (laughs) Yo, oh my God. You know what came up? What does it mean to motorboat a woman? That's the third (laughs) most searched thing. Aw, it's just a bunch of like young men. Oh, Young men. Um, First car ever. Same time. 1886 yeah so this obviously these people weren't rich enough to have a cool car i wonder if like just because they were invented doesn't mean that they were common if you know what yeah, i mean but only the richest of the rich had these yeah, little I cars imagine. yeah like, like not even chitty chitty bang bang like cars like we're on about like like bikes that had a motor <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that's what cars were like <laughs> which we have know. now we have e-bikes still <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we've reverted <laughs> okay we're fucking funny today all right all right at this point, the search became more desperate, and searchers started to theorize that Bobby had been eaten by an alligator, which apparently mm. is actually something that had happened a few years earlier, so it's not that wild of a theory, which I put that in here, but obviously it's not that wild of a theory, because Tab's thought about it in the first, like, five minutes of this fucking episode. <laughs> and, like, I still was, like, holding out for You're it. You're like, he got eaten by an alligator. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, you called it. I think of those things, like, I have nightmares about gators a lot. Yeah. Like, thinking about like living in florida and how like you have to fence in your fucking deck because like it happens to like mostly i think like pets yeah but i i had a recurring nightmare when i was a child this is oh now we're just unpacking trauma but um that my mom abandoned me at you know like those lafarge buildings that look like big cement they're like big cement buildings i don't know they like do cement things in them yeah um i had a dream that my mom abandoned me in there and they slowly walked me into like this big giant aquarium of alligators and I died. No, I think like we. I think it was a. It's a legitimate fear to be afraid of those as a kid. I wonder why. Like, what movie had that alligator in it that was terrifying? I don't know. They're also prehistoric. Like that in and of itself blows my mind. Like, Yo, I saw a video the other day of, of alligators when their when their water source that they're living in freezes over. They go into like a a state of I don't know what it's called. It's not hibernation, but it's similar. Okay. And they stick their nostrils up so that the ice freezes around them, but their nostrils still breathe. Wow, that's wisdom. It's fucking wild. That is crazy. Um, scary animated alligator. Because we're going to solve this. Oh, no. You know what? You know what? We're going to call it to the baddies again. Yeah. What is, that was fun. What is something that was like in pop culture? Yeah. Like a, a childhood an movie of ours. Yeah. That had an alligator in it that was terrifying when we were a child. Because there, I, I can think of, there's got to be, there's I have one that I kind of want to name drop, but I'm going to just see if the baddies think of one too. Okay. Sounds good. We rely on our our baddie source it was just so fun having people reach out and be like what do you think about this what do you think about this like, it's fun i, I, I love like it that. too so we yeah. can do more of that call out response yep okay so um apparently a few er- 
a few years before this, a little boy did actually get eaten by an alligator. That's terrible. And in that case, they had found, like, bloody clothing and shit. All right, so there was yeah. obvious evidence. Yes, okay. yes. So they started to hunt the alligators while searching for Bobby. Okay. And every time they found one, they would shoot it and haul it into their boat and slice it open to search their stomachs for more Jesus. Yeah. They found no. They were stopping at nothing. Seriously, like, they, like, this was exhaustive. Like, this was, they don't, and if only every missing person's case in all of America was given this much attention. Yeah, no kidding. This little boy got attention. Which is good. It's what he deserved. Yes. Yeah. They found no human remains, no bloody clothing, nothing at all. They eventually went and bought a straw hat that was similar to the one that Bobby was wearing and threw it in the lake to see how long it would stay on top or if it would sink. This is like science. They were doing science for sure. (laughs) So it bobbed on the top of the water for hours without sinking. So I can just imagine them all just sitting there like watching this. Like with their watches out or like (laughs) clocks or like analogs that they would have back then. (laughs) <laughs> or the sun with an, uh, what's that called like the the, the sun yeah their sundials <laughs> sundials what's that called like they're um someone's like keeping track of the hours with like a biscuit a biscuit abacus abacus is that math? not that's for math yeah would you keep track of time that way though well no just but bond, like you could count like, yeah as you're saying yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh 1912 okay <laughs> history it bobbed on top of the water for hours without sinking which was all percy needed to be convinced like his wife that bobby was no longer in the area and had been kidnapped okay surely if bobby was chomped up by an alligator i'm (laughs) why did i write chomped up (laughs) that's so fucking ruthless this poor boy okay it's our brand yeah (laughs) if bobby um had been eaten met his demise via alligator consumption his hat would have been thrown off or spat out or floating at the surface. There'd at, be something. Or yeah. revealed in the dynamite. I do feel like alligators must know, like, this is edible, that's not. Yeah. Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're probably less indiscriminate about what they eat than us. Yeah. I don't think that, they'd eat a hat. Yeah, but they found bloody clothing of that one boy. So, like, he might have, he's like, spits it out. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, yeah, anyways, move yeah. on. <laughs> he's he like, what? I was just saying, like, he's piggy eater (laughs) that's just mean that's funny okay poor boy poor bobby so bobby's parents left the swampy lake empty-handed though the search was continued on by the louisiana state militia okay which i don't really know what militia it sounds official military i think military based yeah oh shit yeah i think so big guns yeah it says a military force that is raised from the civil population to supplement a regular army in an emergency oh so it kind of sounds like unofficial official. I was just going to say, it's just, <laughs> it's just a fancy word for the, the continued force. search of citizens. I think like they have, it's weaponized though. Oh, okay. Like yeah. they get to be military, but they're not. But military. it's America. So like. America. Everybody Weapons got guns. All over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we love our American listeners. Yeah. yeah. America. Yay. We do love America. We do. Yeah. We do not love guns. We do not love guns. Well, gun. Yeah. We don't love guns and violence as a whole. We don't like gun violence. Yeah. Yeah factual there we go i'm like wait what do we love what do we hate (laughs) the case then made national headlines and a one thousand dollar reward was collected by the family via community donations so they like pulled around people like donated their own money it's quite a lot of money back then it is they published a description of bobby in newspapers which resulted in a huge number of tips coming in over the next eight months oh wow most of which were actually very racist um i put racist as fuck 
and unfortunately fruitless for the family. So basically, anytime a white boy was seen with adults who were not white, tips were called in accusing the adults of being the kidnappers. So, yeah, Percy chased down every single tip, though, traveling all over Louisiana, but also surrounding states like Mississippi. Okay. A local county sheriff from Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, pledged some of his own money to the reward pool, adding $5,000 to the reward for Bobby's safe return. So, Tab, can you check how many? Yeah, I can check the inflation of that. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Um, This went on for eight months, so obviously he's been missing this long then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I kind of put that in there too early. It's a spoiler, but yeah, he's he miss he's end up, ends up being missing for at least that long. Okay, okay, so one thousand is thirty one thousand. Okay, so thirty one thousand times, times five, six. five times six, one hundred eighty six thousand, one hundred eighty six thousand dollars for this reward. That's crazy. And one man donated that. One da- one man. Donated oh, sorry, 5K, five thousand. Yes. And they had scrounged together a thousand. So this sheriff like was making a preposterous, preposterous. <laughs> That's a lot of money for like a public sector. Yeah. Although maybe it's privately funded there. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. All I know is sheriffs are voted for. Like yeah, you, that's true. you elect your sheriffs. And I think like certain, sometimes they can be appointed though, can't they? I don't know shit about America. I'm sorry, America. <laughs> I don't know either. I could be like absolutely saying wrong things. Yeah, facts. But it's still, so that's a it. lot of money. It's so much money. Yeah, it's so much money. So much money. Okay, eventually the Dunbars hired a private detective agency. So they were doing all this just sifting through tips on their own. And that okay. was a lot. So they hired the William Burns Detective Agency for help searching through the tips. Okay. Although this agency did help to filter through the tips based on what best fit Bobby's description. It was at this part in the case that the entire country started to conduct a lot of racial profiling and harassing communities of color and immigrant communities because obviously a white person could not have kidnapped this boy because only people of color commit crimes right. in 1912. Mm-hmm. So like 1912, typical racist shit, but on like a massive scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like big that. bad. Police were harassing black communities in Philadelphia, which is, like, actually far away from Louisiana. Yeah, that's very far away. Which I had to look up because I'm really bad at my states. And, and John, like, our supervisor who's from America, makes fun of me for it. I always say I'm bad at the geos. Geography, geog, geology, and geometry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate them all. <laughs> geography, geology, and geometry. <laughs> not our strengths. Not, not our strengths. <laughs> that's fucking cracking me up. Anyway. They were basically just going into black communities, maybe based on bullshit racist tips, but also sometimes without any tips at all, and questioning the families about Bobby's disappearance. That is so unfounded. Yeah, so bad. And to the surprise of no one, these investigations, quote unquote, led to nothing. Right. Now, for about a month for about a month or so, Lessie's sister was still caring for baby Alonzo while she was obviously distraught and unwell. Yeah. And searching for Bobby. Oh my god. I saw the craziest theory. You just got the shit out of me. Tell me. So sorry. Your face just got like, oh my god. I was so like, sorry. I had like is, there, is there a ghost? Did you see a ghost? Okay, um, what's the epiphany? Tell me. Did he kill him? The little boy? Did Alonzo kill him? Yeah. He was saying like, get out of my way, fat boy and shit. No, that was, that was the fucking adult. Oh. But if, but, but if, if we're going to be throwing blame on anyone for the demise of Bobby Dunbar... It should be that adult who was in care of taking care of him right. when he went missing. Okay, sorry. I apologize. I thought no, no. that the little boy was saying that about him. No, no. The grown-ass adult was fat-shaming this little boy. Okay. Anyways, yep. back to you. I was just, so like, dumb. having a moment where I was like, 
did he hate him? No, but it is, I think, worth looking deeper into what the fuck happened in those 10-15 minutes yeah. where they were shooting shit. Like, if did was... he accidentally shoot him? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. Died with him. Died with him, yeah. Like, I mean, Paul Sminky or whatever his name is. Okay. Paul, Sorry, I didn't mean to Paul, interrupt. Paul, whatever the fuck his name is. When you were just saying that, like, you had brought the boy back up, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, primary fuck. suspect. Oh, fuck. No, I'm bringing the boy back up for a reason, but you'll find out why. Okay, so. okay, okay. Um, so when she came back to care for her baby after all that time, so like a month and a bit, okay. Alonzo didn't recognize her and reacted really poorly to her. Like, okay. was like screaming and whatever. Oh. So Lessie was very much unwell about that. Like, she was very sad. And that's very early into the search. But of course, it got worse and worse as months went on. Okay. Hey, somewhere. I was trying so hard not to laugh because I was, I was watching so struggle. Hard I can't use anything when I have nails. Yeah, it's hard. It's you hard. You very much do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't until April of 1913, which was over eight months since Bobby originally went missing, that there was a break in the case in the form of a tip from Mississippi. The t- yep. Which is actually right beside it. Mississippi is like right, right nearby. Adjacent. Adjacent. The tip reported that a strange drifting tinker named William Walters was traveling around with a young boy. And I'll explain what the fuck a tinker is in a second. I was going to say, what's a tinker? We're going to get into that. But this man was actually reported way back in September of 1912. Okay. But this original tip was either lost amongst the many others or ignored because although William Walters was absolutely a strange looking motherfucker, he was in fact a white man and could reasonably have been assumed to be the boy's father, but also the quote-unquote investigation at the time was focused on people of color and immigrants right. because it was racist as fuck. So mm. a few months later, the detective de- decided to take the new tip about the same man more seriously. Okay, I have to say two things. First say of it. all, that's sad. Yep, sad. That's historically bad. Historically bad. But also, I never thought about the fact that like you putting out a bunch of search warrants or whatever would, would merit you getting inundated with tips which might actually become a negative thing now oh i never thought about that like you know how you put like missing persons and and you think that's supposed to be really helpful and i'm sure it is yeah i never thought about like how now you sift through all of those oh for sure it's a nightmare which is i think part of part of why there's different strategies now they'll be more specific about this if you were in this place at this time on this day give us some tips or whatever. I see, okay. In this Still case, they were just like, out. know anything about it? Let us know. It's 1912. And yeah. people people just make shit up, which is right. okay. We'll get into it. Right, okay, okay. So William Walters was a traveling tinker, which meant that he drifted around from town to town, fixing and tuning instruments, like pianos and uh, organs and shit. I immediately thought, like, Tinker Bell. <laughs> like, I, I didn't wonder, even think of that at all. I wonder if, if she tinker was a, Bell, the bell of a tinker. Fixes shit. Fucking pause. Okay, so Tinkerbell <laughs> was originally a fairy who fixes pots and kettles just like a tinker. So, like, Damn. tinkers are things that fix things. Pop culture reference. Pop culture. Okay. Tinker. Bell. Bell, Bell who tinkers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so he did all of this work in exchange for room and board, all with the young boy in tow. Okay. Eyewitnesses reported that he would be seen beating the boy regularly, and the boy would complain about wanting to go home. Jesus. So, and also in 1912, people did beat, beat their, their children. children all the time. Yeah. So fucked, but very common. Right. But now with Bobby Dunbar in their minds because of all the media coverage, and by media coverage, I mean like fucking newspapers, um, <laughs> right. they assumed it must be Bobby Dunbar and that this man was a kidnapper. Okay. Which would be so fucking dumb, first of all, just be like wa- staying in a bunch of different people's houses with this boy you kidnapped. Like, don't be, like, don't. And again, we death. like a stupid 
person. We stupid love a criminal. stupid killer. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. Touche. Touche. Salesman. Touche. Salesman. Hello. And okay, so like I said, Mississippi is just one state over from Louisiana, but this town that they found them in is called Hub. Um, in Mississippi. Which, in in Mississippi, okay. and it's actually very close to the Louisiana border. Oh, so shit. it's not completely unreasonable, but th- that this boy could have been kidnapped and then brought to that place. Well, train tracks. Yeah, train mm-hmm. tracks. So the Citizens Committee of Hub, not the sheriff, questioned Walters about the boy. And he was a bit dodgy about who his parents were and why he was traveling with them, which was all they needed to demand that the sheriff detain Walters and take the boy into the- its custody. Okay. The Citizens Committee, again, not the sheriff, sent a <laughs> message to the Dunbars who requested photos of the boy right away. Right. And when those arrived a few days later, it confirmed for them that this boy with Walters was, in fact, their son, Bobby Dunbar. What? Okay, yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that, like, even just sending photos would take, like, you'd do it by Days. mail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild. Oh, yeah. Wild. And probably actually by, with something as important as this, they would do a messenger, so someone would literally go and candle it. Pick it up. And I guess if it's in, like, the state over, maybe it's not too long. Facts. So, on April 19th, 1913, Percy, which was Daddy Dunbar sent an urgent telegram to hub to alert them to keep walters in custody and then he hopped on a train to hub with his wife lessie when he got to the police station the little boy was sleeping but percy was first of all allowed to examine him but he did examine him and determined that he was basically identical to his own son except for the shape of his eyes and a burn scar on his foot that bobby had that was now missing shit what are the chances yeah Lessie came in shortly after and the boy awoke and started screaming terrified which had to be very triggering for Lessie because her other son had done that for her months earlier right so even after the situation settled down Lessie and Percy still were not completely sure that it was Bobby so they weren't sure they weren't sure so he looked that much like him he looked that much like him and and also it was eight months later and like that right. boy, he would have been almost five now and he was four and he went missing so babies like, grow they and they change and yeah. whatever okay so they came back the next day and were allowed to give bobby a bath such that they could examine his body naked and help identify him child it's fucking creepy man like he's with a potentially abusive person who might be his father yeah he's being detained yeah and then he's being bathed by potentially strangers or his parents we don't know yeah and this is horrifying tim they all feel like strangers except for the man that he's been with for the last eight months yeah Okay, so it was after this bath that the parents were convinced that this was their son. So the police gave them the child. Jesus. They brought the boy back to Opelousas, and the town went fucking wild. They threw a parade for the reunited family, and Bobby was shown off throughout the town, riding on fire tricks and shit. Sorry, fire tricks. What's a fire trick? Fireworks? A fire truck. Truck. He was riding on fire trucks, which was like a big deal to give a little boy a ride. On I also truck. just love that even if you said fire trucks, just the fact that you said riding on fire trucks and shit is so great. Yeah, he just like a big celly. I love it. Yeah, a joyous occasion, and the entire town celebrated with Percy and Lessie about the reunion. <laughs> the, the Dunbar started to reintegrate Bobby into their life and showed him his toys, etc. Reintroduced him to his brother. Though Bobby wasn't immediately warming to everything and everyone. So, mm, sus. Yeah, he was like, but also he's a little boy. Right. He was just kidnapped for eight years. Eight years. <laughs> eight months. And he right. was like, yeah. So Estranged. he was like, yeah. Everything that he thought he knew for the past eight months was like different. And he was like fucking, he was probably fucking traumatized also. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
so um when he was asked about his kidnapping time like the time that he was kidnapped he was quiet and started to cry so they didn't get much out of him but also traumatized yeah um so they tried not to get discouraged by this and then continued to embrace him back into normal life this is crazy yo yeah is there anything on the walters guy meanwhile back Mm. in hub tab you're fucking awesome wow i have like the the foresight literally literally like if i was scripting this i couldn't do it as good as the way that you were doing it (laughs) right meanwhile back i I mean what i'm saying a lot is a script let's just be clear but what tab tab is tab has no script in front of her but she's perfectly segueing me into the next part of my script we're a great team meanwhile back in hub mississippi a lynch mob was storming the jail that walters was held at awaiting his trial for kidnapping okay if walters was found guilty he was facing the death penalty shit yeah but for kidnapping yo yeah not that like again i'm not condoning it but like that's a hefty sentence yo for sure but at this point i'm sure he wasn't expecting to even get to trial like he was worried about the lynch mob vigilante justice that was really common at the time they really had like a big community on their side the percy and lessie oh yeah and and the newspapers were feeding into it like this case was all over the newspapers so people were mad yeah the media was fucked in this case Mm -hmm. when he was originally charged with kidnapping he had finally explained to the authorities who the boy was and why he was so shady about it in the first place so when when the fucking citizens militia that's that's using it wrong but you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the concerned citizens of Coalition, fucking hub yeah yeah when they questioned him he's all cagey about it right then when he was actually arrested he was like oh no 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 and he told them his official story the truth yeah which was that he claimed the boy was charles bruce anderson his nephew and the illegitimate son of his brother who he had with a hired caretaker and field hand of his family named julia anderson Okay. So according to him, he had taken the boy off of Julia's hands with her consent to avoid a scandal in their community. Which would happen in 1912. It, oh, for sure. And you'll and she was scrutinized left, right, and center. Give her, and to give her a break from all the heat that she was getting around town. Okay. So he wrote a letter to the Dunbars and to the police pleading with them not to execute him. Shit. Claiming his innocence and begging for them to find Julia Anderson, which is who he says is the boy's real mother. Right, okay. And I think if not for this letter getting leaked to the media, they probably would not even work that hard to find Julia. Okay. But thankfully it did. So, like, that's one thing the media did good was they fucking got their hands on this letter. And then the entire nation was on a manhunt to find her. Like, literally, this was making national news all over the place. and And people were were like thrown for a loop when they saw that this boy went missing right that was big media yeah then the boy was found that was huge media and now someone's trying to claim that that's her, her son that it's was so like, crazy to me that this was all in with the intention to take the attention off of her julia anderson yeah and then it's like just kidding just kidding you're on national news now about to get worse yeah so eventually julia was found and came forward with the same story that walters had given but almost she had consented for Walters to take her son, Bruce, in February of 1912, which is six months before Bobby even went missing. Okay. She claimed, however, that he was meant just to take him for a few days to give her a break, but it turned into more than a year of him traveling with Walters, which was not what she consented to. Oh, shit. So he, this guy's a piece of shit, then. He's a piece of shit, yeah. So he he probably took the boy because he was a blemish on the Walters family name, so keeping him away from the home was better for the image of the family. I see, okay. <clears throat> But also because Bruce was good for business. So like people, people were like really trusting oh, of this tinker to let them nice stay in their man. house because they have a son and oh, how, right. how sweet. 
So he's like just happily keeping this child away from his mother, which is a bit sus and definitely bad. Crime. No, it's very bad. And then but he's beating him and stuff, it sounded like. It sounded oh, like yeah. it wasn't a great situation for this poor boy. No, 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 no. But apparently he like affectionately referred to him as like ugly paw. Like, <laughs> which is just like calling the little boy heavy and then calling this guy ugly paw. Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> 1912 is wild. Yeah, it's true. Um, I do think like Stockholm Syndrome vibes though. Like, true. Like maybe he just like, this is all this little boy knew, which is Facts. really, really tragic. For real. So he's, and then, and then he gets plucked out of that situation and put into this, like, well-to-do family. So even if he realized, like, this isn't my family, now he's in a way better situation. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air vibes. I was trying to think of the song, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go without the words. So, okay. So this was piping hot tea for the media right and the media coverage of the case very quickly got away from the police and ended up having a very massive influence into what happens from this point on okay basically the public became obsessed with this story finding out who bobby's parents were and then it became a sort of trial by public opinion okay so it was actually a new orleans newspaper that reached out to julia and offered to pay for her to travel by train from her home which by the way was in north carolina which is like five states away from louisiana so that means that fucking walters had her son in fucking mississippi which is four states away and anyway she was offered by the newspaper to take a train to opelousas to attempt to identify her child so obviously she accepted right and she traveled there alone without any allies supports for herself and without any type of lawyer and Jesus. and when she got there, a committee of citizens, including the Dunbar's lawyer, John Lewis, three doctors who had contributed to identifying Bobby and some cashier, which I think maybe is a different position than we think of it as now. <laughs> I didn't look into it. Some cashier was there. Anyway, they surprised her with a quote unquote trial that they had orchestrated to test if she could recognize her son. So she didn't know this was going to happen. Jesus, she's walking into a fire. Oh, yo. And all these people have or have bias, like all these people. It's conflict it's of interest. Like, at the uh, yeah, jury. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not a legitimate court proceeding. Jesus. So one at a time, they presented Julia with young boys to see if she could pick out which one of them was Bruce. She was overwhelmed, obviously, alone and afraid, and everyone in that room was against her. So she couldn't tell which one was her son. Like she eventually was like, I, I don't know. And he's been gone for a while, like you said. Like he changes. Yeah, and... like she hadn't seen him for over a year. Yeah wild it's just That's wild crazy. like the like the perfect circumstances of neither mother having seen the child for eight months or a and year and both of them thinking it could be their son and both of them not being sure like it's fucking That's crazy wild. yeah okay so news of this failed trial quote can you hear my air quotes yes i can hear it see it feel it yeah satire so, <laughs> satire. <laughs> so news of this failed trial spread like wildfire while julia pleaded for another chance so she went to the committee and was like please let me try again so they let her give the boy a bath. Jesus. Again, it's just why. Um, I get it. Like, I get it. But, like, wouldn't it make more sense to be like, I know he has this birthmark. Yeah, exactly. And then have a doctor, like, check it. Like, I or something. I think the records must have just been really terrible back oh, then. Oh, they were just... They, like, I know you have, like, dental back. records now. That's a huge part of, like, identifying bodies and stuff like that. Or identifying people or True, whatever. Yeah. So, like, did they just not have things like that? Or maybe because he was five? Or they just... I don't know. Yeah, do dentists exist in 1912? I think they do, but like, do the records exist to the same extent? Or right. like, like, would you routinely get X-rays back then? I don't right, know. right, right. How would like, they, why do the they, bath? They can't take like, pictures of your teeth. This is just really explicit and invasive for this poor child. And it's fucking. They at the time they were probably like, oh, like it's just like as if nanny was giving him a bath, but that's fucking weird. 
It is also strange to me too, and I guess because he's so young, but like, wouldn't he be like, that's my mom, or like have some familiarity to someone? Yeah. So there were like, um, and I'm gonna get into this a bit, but there were like different accounts of the interactions between Bobby and each set of parents when they okay. when they met, and okay. some of it was like completely crying and dismissing, and some of it was like mother or like bobby or like excited to see them or like okay shit like that. okay and so that was there was just so much um inconsistent reporting at the time okay. so that's why we can we don't really know for sure what happened in those first meetings jesus yeah but would it have even mattered really truly because at, at the time it would have been hearsay anyway yeah 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 and people were already making their decisions like yeah, their yeah, opinions yeah. on the situation that's true yeah based on like the moral judgment like judging You'll see. One sec. Okay. I'm excited. By then, the newspapers were all running stories about the poor farmhand who couldn't even recognize her old son. Right. So the committee let them give the boy a bath and she identified him as her son. But by then, the newspapers were all running stories about the poor farmhand who couldn't even recognize her own son. So all the odds were stacked against her right from the start fucking media yeah just always getting their hands in things they have no business in seriously making things worse yeah so regardless of the interactions they had when they first saw bobby after all that time um and regardless of the fact that they both didn't have any idea who the fuck it was yeah um there was no such media coverage directed at leslie when she couldn't recognize him from the start right but julia was like raked on the coals like she was because of status Yeah. yeah yeah can i ask a question what's a farmhand um someone I, who helps though, i maybe? think it would be someone who like tended to the chickens and like tended i didn't know to the that land was and like i know it sounds maybe terrible but in 1912 i didn't expect that to be a female-led role at all that's actually fair because it's like laborious i'm sure she got the Laborious. bullshit rules like like collecting eggs and yeah not, that's like, true you know what i mean like yeah like they would have designated like something a woman's job and yeah but also wouldn't it just have been like men women poor people yeah maybe like, like when you're when you're of low socioeconomic status, you're not sexist anymore. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I need you to teach me history. <laughs> I'm so fucking about here. Just like that's oh, fucking stupid. No. Um, get it. So why? I'm just like faking it. Fake it till you make it. Till you do. You. Yeah. Till it's true. Taylor <laughs> right. Swift. There it is. Badoom. And so the papers pitted these two grieving mothers against each other, with especially negative attention directed at Julia, partly because of her status as a lowly farmhound farmhand <laughs> as a lowly farmhand but also because of her background right so when she was 19 she got pregnant and had a shotgun wedding to some piece of shit human being who fucking shot her in the leg the next day like yeah. after a wedding a literal fucking shotgun wedding <laughs> that's fucking terrifying oh my god tab i didn't even think about that that's <laughs> terrible that is horrible that is actually horrible oh. <laughs> hi kitty Okay, so she survived her shotgun wedding, um, and then months later, her baby was stillborn. That's horrible. Her, horrible. Her second child with another man was born out of wedlock and given up for adoption. And then I, I think that, that that child also died. I don't know how oh or anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sad. And then her third son, which was Bruce, was sent away with or without her consent to travel with Walters. Okay. So I'm sure you can imagine how she was villainized for all of this in 1912. Oh, for sure. With newspapers describing her as a sex worker, which she was not. Not that that would be bad, but in that time, that would be bad. Still, don't just fucking assume. Yeah. Um, so newspapers described her as a sex worker and a loose woman and simple. This. Yeah, I hate it too. 
reporting that she had three illegitimate pregnancies and lost all of them. Which, like, how fucking cruel. And also lost all of them. That's not true. No, it's not. So that's just one mean one of them and fucking inaccurate. Died. Like, that's not... She didn't lose it. And it's so stupid to me because in the past... She lost it, but she didn't lose it. In the past, people would always assume it was the woman's fault if you lost like if you miscarried yeah that's fucking mental it's terrible anyway 1912 man this is why i don't like historical cases because they make me like throw myself against a wall fair fucking just women did not matter yeah no anyway anyway but it's important to note because she was absolutely not given the same fair chance at sharing her story as lessie was okay because lessie high class yeah family yeah Well, at least enough to have his, I don't know how high class, but notary man. He had money. Higher class than I guess, maybe. Yes. Okay. So we have two women who are absolutely convinced that this boy was their son. So fucking but crazy. one woman had higher status, money for lawyers, and the public support on her side, while the other was ripped apart by the media for her traumatic past, had no money for lawyers, and was fighting for her son on her own. Jesus. Apparently throughout this whole quote-unquote trial there was a moment where julia walked by lessie who was holding the boy in her hands and julia pled with her to give her back her son but lessie was equally convinced that it was her son and this woman was trying to steal him from her this is so crazy like imagine how like actually tragic that is that both women were like were like fighting for a baby they believe was theirs but at the same time they're both believing that their baby's being stolen from them like that's, that's fucking terrifying. crazy and then in the middle of this is this poor child yes and at the time, there was a lot of conflicting reporting about what happened when each of the women first saw the boy, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, but it's all bullshit, really. And because it's it's every single possible situation that happened has been reported on. Right. So the point is that neither mother was immediately sure. Okay. Can I bring something up? Yeah. This is a stupid but pop culture reference. Did you ever see the Lizzie McGuire movie? Yeah. Where she like... I know. Hey, no. She pretends to be that, like, pop star and no one knows it's not her because they look alike. They look the same. Yeah. Parent trap type shit. Parent trap type shit. Yes. yes. It's kind of like, th- it's wild to me that this boy looks like both of their sons enough that they think it is. Well, and the, I was trying to do a bit of research on the idea of, like, like kidnapping when people kidnap them to, like, raise them as their own. Right. And I think it happens a decent amount in people that have lost children so like you like have had a children die or get kidnapped themselves or whatever. Sort of a traumatic experience yes okay. and so and even sometimes um like women who lose babies in and during childbirth at the hospital yeah will like be convinced that another baby is theirs if it's, that makes sense like maybe it, some sort of coping mechanism or yeah something. Like, like there's got to be science there somehow yeah but both these women had been without their baby for at least eight months without yeah. their child and they probably don't have the same type of photographs that we have which are like oh, really sure. like high definition and you can really tell someone's facial features it's probably like a black and white image yeah and he could and anyone could make the case that he had changed in all that time absolutely yeah and then he didn't receive either of them as very obviously that they were his parent yeah so how do you know he hadn't been with either of them for that for this is so like a freaking happy accident it's crazy it is like it's a perfect shit storm perfect storm exactly that's a bit better way to say it exactly so there was never actually any form of a legitimate trial to determine the boy's identity but julia knew that she had no chance in court against the dunbars and so she left devastated and went back to north carolina that's horrible she yeah. just like conceded she just got run out of town yeah. yeah she returned later however to testify at walter's trial and pled to the court to investigate and determine that the boy was her son. Like, someone do something about this, please. Yeah. 
and she wasn't the only person who came to support Walter during the trial. There was a large number of residents from Poplarville, Mississippi, making the trip as well. So apparently William Walters and the boy had spent a good amount of time in Poplarville, Mississippi. Okay. And they came to testify that they had seen Walters with the boy months before Bobby Dunbar went missing. Okay. Which lines up with what the, what Julia Anderson had told Said, them. Yeah. And makes it impossible for that boy to be Bobby because Bobby at that time was still with his family in fucking Louisiana. Okay, yeah. It's fucking wild. Proofs in the pudding. Yeah. And that's and that was like that was like that's at his trial that people testified that. Like that was actually legitimately in the court of law. Jeez. Wild. Okay. So. Despite all of this, Walters was found guilty of kidnapping in nineteen fourteen and the court reached the determination that the boy was Bobby Dunbar. Jesus. So that so that even though that the court even though the trial was for his guilt as a kidnapping or not Part of what led them to the decision of saying that he was guilty was also determining that the boy was Bobby. Okay. Now, this is shocking for sure, but there were a lot of people who came forward, like, remember we were talking about shitty tips yeah. before? And placed Walters at the lake that day. One woman even claimed that Walters had tried to steal her son before. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking wild. This is what I mean about the fact that, like, everything can be taken out of context oh, and mobs, used against vigilante someone shit, yeah oh for sure and it and still happens like the media will interview someone that like probably has no business in reporting on that no and they're still like throwing that person on tv and that's influencing everybody now. yeah yeah yes and especially so that was happening the same way it happens now but back then it was just even worse because yeah, way worse yeah. because the jury itself like and the way that court was run like perjury and shit like people there was no way to prove any of this like it was almost like a kangaroo court yeah 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 i don't know if i use that reference right it's really crazy to me that like this poor man and again i'm not saying that he's good but he's like gonna be put on the he's gonna be put to death well luckily for him again segueing me perfectly tap that's perfect he was sentenced to life in prison instead of getting the death penalty which is still terrible but anyway yes two years later his lawyers sued for a retrial citing that the way the judge spoke to the jury could have prejudiced them which like i'm sure it fucking did yeah surprisingly the louisiana supreme court ruled in favor of walters overturning Mm. his conviction and granting him the right to a new trial okay even more surprisingly the state then proceeded to drop the case against william altogether jesus because it had already cost a lot of money yeah fucking justice as far as they were concerned bobby was back with his family and everything was all good which is fucked up because one of the determinations of the trial was that the identity of bobby dunbar was bobby dunbar so like you think that when a retrial was ordered then his identity would be brought back into question like right but not guess not but i guess it's because they didn't want they were like this is a dead horse we're beating a dead horse now and yeah. they didn't want to they didn't want to cost the system any more money which yeah, like, is just a silly lazy excuse but yeah like and they probably correctly predicted that the same result would be obtained like they right. correctly predicted that people would probably still think that was bobby Dun- bobby dunbar and right. that all the same things that were said in his bullshit trial would come out again crazy but they were anyway it's fucking bullshit so william walters was free and returned to his life as a traveling tinker and continued to maintain his innocence until he passed away on april 7th 1945 in colorado Jeez. As for Julia, she befriended many people from Poplarville at the trial and ended up moving there, where she eventually married and had seven children. She became a devout Christian and founded a church whilst serving as a nurse and a midwife to the town. Oh, wow. So she had a large family then afterwards. Yep. And she lived a relatively good life after that point. She often spoke of her lost son and his kidnapping by the Dunbars at the hands of the state. Hmm. 
She died on February 1st, 1940, and is buried in Poplarville. Hmm. Bobby Dunbar, or what the court decided was Bobby Dunbar, right, was raised by Lessie and Percy until their divorce in 1920 when he was 12 years old. Lessie and Percy divorced due to his repeated infidelity, and Lessie moved to New Orleans. Hmm. Apparently, Lessie was always haunted by the events of what happened, as despite being the mother who won, she never could shake the feeling of guilt that she may have stolen another mother's child. Oh my god, of course. Later that same year, Percy, Daddy Dunbar, deadass stabbed a man in Florida. Jesus. And I couldn't find out why or if that man died, but I assume not because he didn't receive any jail time. You just have another some epiphany? fucking epiphanies. What, yeah. Tell me, tell Did me. he kill his own son? Did he kill his own son? Like, should we investigate this? Well, okay, so if the story that we know is true. Right. Daddy went on his horse to town. No to right. Daddy said, no, come, son. Right. <laughs> then the son went and asked the mother, can I go shoot Gar? Okay. And then the whole thing happened where he was on his shoulders or whatever. Okay. Did it happen in the opposite way? Do they all remember it weird? Because maybe... Mandela effect. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe they went, came back, then Bobby went over to the dad. Like, shooting Gar, came back, Bobby went to daddy. Daddy took him on the horse, maybe. We don't know. Then they were all gathered, and she was like, where the fuck was he? Yeah. Like, who knows? There's 15 minutes between when they last saw him and not. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Daddy Dunbar's fucking sketchy motherfucker. It sounds like Stabbing bitches. Anyway, and Lessie left. Like, I, I think that that would give extra motive from Percy's perspective right. as to pushing to identify the son as their own. So even if Lessie had doubts, he was probably telling her like, no, 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 this is our son. Right. And guilting her about not recognizing him and so on and so yeah, on. Yeah, that's forth. a very good point. I, I'm super sus of Percy. So like, yep, same. But Valid, who knows? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't accused of it. He wasn't, he was not like charged with anything. So we shouldn't speculate, but also he's dead. So. Okay. Okay. Somehow, despite his violent father and his absent mother, Bobby grew up and became a young man himself getting married when he was 27 and eventually having four children before he died on March 8th, 1966, at the age of 58. Okay. So that was really it. Bobby was returned to the Dunbars, Julia left devastated, and everyone thought that the Dunbars had been reunited with their kidnapped son less than a year after his disappearance. The case was never investigated again, and the story lived on in the lore of each of the affected families. Okay. According to one of Julia's sons, Hollis Anderson, Bobby Dunbar visited him at his place of business, which I assume was in Mississippi, and chatted with him for a bit. Another Anderson sibling, Jules Anderson, recalled the time where a man came to the service station that she worked at and talked to her for a while, and then she later determined that he was Bobby Dunbar. So Hollis and Jules would have been his half-siblings if he was Bruce Anderson. So, like, throughout his life, he would just, like, check in on the Andersons randomly. Okay, okay. The Dunbar family had stories like this as well, with Bobby's son, Gerald Dunbar, recounting a story of when the family was traveling through Poplarville after a vacation, and they pulled over for a brief visit with the Anderson family, which Bobby described as the people they came to pick me up from. Though, other than that, Bobby didn't really talk about that chapter of his life with his children much at all. He did keep a box in the attic with all of the newspaper clippings and evidence that his mother had gathered in the eight months that he was missing. But if he ever had doubts as to his identity, he wasn't very vocal about it. Okay. In 1999, 33 years after her grandfather had died, so after Bobby Dunbar, quote unquote, had died. Okay. Margaret Dunbar Cutright decided to start an investigation of her own into the events surrounding her grandfather's disappearance and reappearance. 
Everyone in her family knew the basic details of the story of Bobby going missing in a swamp, being found eight months later with a wandering tinker in Mississippi, before another woman came forward and claimed him to be her son, followed by this big trial with the court ruling that the boy was the Dunbars. Right. But Margaret had recently received the scrapbook of her family's that had all the original news clippings that Leslie had kept, which I'm pretty sure was the one that was made by Leslie and then passed down to the grandfather and her father and now to her. Okay. As a way to cheer her up in the wake of her brother's tragic death. So it was in a bunch of memorabilia, yeah, but this okay. was just one of the things. Okay. Like okay. she kind of inherited all their stuff. Okay. She looked through the book, which had over 400 article clippings in it. Whoa. And realized that a lot of the headlines and articles didn't match up with the story she was told as a child. She also found that a lot of the papers had blatant inaccuracies in them, not to mention all of the prejudices against black people and immigrants and the moral shaming of Julia Anderson. Okay. When she realized that she could not likely discern the truth from the newspapers that were reporting at the time, she began traveling all over wow. to different small town libraries and archives in all three states, Mississippi, North Carolina, and Louisiana. Good for her. Yep. So, again, badass woman. <laughs> so, she was looking to find everything that she could about the events from 1912 to 1914, including maps, family records, letters, etc., and some of which were original copies, so she had to transcribe them in the library. Like she was Oh, wow. Them. Yeah. She's like typing up. Well, I don't, well, 1999, was she typing up? Yes, we learned she was typing up computers. We learned, yeah. She eventually met with descendants of Julia Anderson, who shared with her their version of the story that was passed down in their family, which was obviously very fucking different. Okay. She then met with descendants of the accused William Walters, and in that meeting, she discovered some court files from his trial, including evidence presented at trial, but also evidence from the appeal that was won by his defense attorneys. Okay. She found that a lot of the eyewitnesses who placed Walters at the lake were inaccurate in their timelines, and the one woman who claimed he tried to steal her son was dead-ass lying completely, as her son at the time was a grown-ass adult. That's insane. Yep. Like, like, who's doing due diligence at the time of the trial? And also, like, what sort of person are you that you just decide to give a testimony that's false? Literally. Against someone that, it doesn't sound like she knew this man. No, like, they just convinced themselves that he was a bad guy, and they were like, I can help put him in jail. So fuck it up, man. That's crazy. Okay. And, and, like, saying that Walters was nearby, he was, like, fucking a state over. Like, they were, like, oh, yeah, he was lurking around by the lake. I saw him. And people had testified that they saw him and this boy who was not Bobby Dunbar, because Bobby Dunbar still wasn't missing yet, in fucking Mississippi. That's insane. It's wild. Okay. Originally, Margaret was conducting research to reaffirm and to find evidence to support her family lore. And also, like, reminiscing and whatever. She was seeking to prove her family nor- lore right, like, just looking into it. Right, fair enough, as you would. Yeah. But now, all of this, combined with the inconsistencies that she had already learned about and all that she had deduced herself by reading the headlines and clippings, led Margaret to doubt the story her family had told her, and she began to believe that not only was Walters innocent, but the boy who was traveling with him and reunited with Percy and Leslie could not possibly have been Bobby Dunbar. That's fucking insane yo wild and it's about to get a wilder so she was starting to think this but a lot of members in her family expressed disapproval of her investigation like really proud of the number name and they were sure that they were dunbars and whatever whatever the fuck rah, 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 names. Poo, poo, eh, yeah yeah and um but she continued to work the case without their knowledge and formed a bit of an alliance with linda tarver who was actually the granddaughter of julia anderson okay so they began to work together and shared all their information both eager to determine the truth 
um, and perhaps eager to prove their individual families' stories to be the truth. So, like, they're working together, but they kind of have different objectives, and apparently there was some tension occasionally, but, like, they're still working together. Okay. So, by Common two- objective. Yes, yes. Okay. So, <laughs> by 2003, so this is four years after she first looked into it, Margaret had conducted a complete deep dive into the history of this family story and was contemplating getting a DNA test done. Okay, here we are. Because this was, like, a hot thing that was going now on. Now we can do it, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to be sure that all of Bobby's children, so this would be her dad and the three other siblings, consented to the DNA test to be done. Okay. Bobby Jr., which was Bobby's son. I'm pretty sure that was the son that was Margaret's dad, but it could have been her uncle. I don't know. Okay. Was in the hospital for congestive heart failure at the time. Okay. But he and Margaret together were interviewed by the Associated Press, who asked him if he would consent to a DNA test, which he did, stating that his father, which was the original Bobby Dunbar, would have wanted to if DNA had been an option when he was alive. Okay. So, they decided to collect samples from Bobby Jr. So, this would be one of the four children that Bobby Dunbar had. And from David Dunbar, who was the son of Bobby's younger brother, Alonzo. So, remember there was a four-year-old and the two-year-old? Yes. So, if the descendants of Alonzo and the descendants of Bobby Dunbar were related, yeah, then that would mean that the boy they found and that was found and returned to the Dunbars was, in fact, Bobby Dunbar. Bobby Dunbar. Yeah. Okay. But if David and Bobby Jr. were not related, that would mean that their parents, Bobby and Alonzo, were not brothers at all. And the boy that was stolen from Julia Anderson was not the missing child of Percy and Leslie Dunbar. Okay. Cool. Crazy. Cool. So this basically worked like a paternity test. Okay. The point is that there are certain parts of our DNA that happen in a way that is unique to our family and different from other families yeah lineage that's all we need to know that's all we need to know so they were basically trying to determine if if the two pieces of dna were a familial match right they were trying to determine if the two because they were basically cousins if they actually had a family match so this is different than like you know when you get dna from like a semen sample from some piece of shit rapist and then they like tested to someone and they determined it was exactly that man who did it right this is a little bit less precise than that but it's looking at a part like kind of like paternity testing just to see if there's a familial relation okay okay so i guess they sent the samples in but didn't yet have the consent of all of bobby original bobby's children so they wanted to get the process started in the meantime because it could have taken a long time But one day, Margaret casually called to check on the status of the testing, and the result was revealed to her accidentally when a lab tech casually told her without knowing how important it was. Jesus. Yeah, so she's just, like, talking to me, like, hey, what's the timeline, whatever, and they're like, here's, he was not the father, or whatever. Right, Maury's. Maury's stuff. Yeah. So the testing determined that Alonzo and Bobby Dunbar's children's DNA was not a match. Shit. And Bobby Dunbar was not Bobby Dunbar at all jesus which is wild for so many reasons but if this boy was actually bruce anderson all along then what the fuck happened to bobby dunbar seriously there's so many things that i like there's so many questions yo there's so there's a lot of theories over the years some of which we've already touched on but basically he either died that day in the marshy lake or he was indeed kidnapped and either killed somewhere else or taken by another family and raised by another name so never found Never found. We will never actually know because the case was never reopened due to the amount of time that had passed. Okay. Um, but actually, it still is possible that a family out there 
has some of their own lore that could answer the question of what happened to Bobby Dunbar. Right. If he was kidnapped as his parents believed and raised by another family. So while I was researching this case, there was actually another one that I came across of a four-year-old girl named Marjorie West who went missing in Pennsylvania in 1938 while picking flowers at a family picnic. So like similar vibes. Her disappearance was also widely covered by the media, but never solved until a book was published in 2010 that claimed to have solved it after the author released an age-progressed photo of what Marjorie may have looked like at the age of 65. Okay. They were contacted by someone who claimed that they worked with someone who looked just like the age-progressed photograph. Okay. And then he tracked down that woman, the alleged Marjorie, who eventually admitted to him that her mother had confessed on her deathbed that her father had stolen her as a young child. Jesus. Yeah. So like this shit does happen. And people do just kidnap kids and then raise them on their own. So like hope is not lost for finding out what happened to Bobby Dunbar if, if he was kidnapped. Though sadly, most believe, like Tab called right at the beginning of the episode, that he was in fact eaten by an alligator Shut that up. fateful day at Swayze Lake <laughs> no. in 1912. And yeah. I reiterate very honestly that Carly literally wouldn't even tell me this, no, the name of this shit. case because like, you are there were gators there? Did he did he get eaten by is, gators? <laughs> man, I have I'm touched by God. You should, <laughs> you should be an investigator. I'm I have Rasputin vibes. Like I can I know shit about people. Oh yeah, well, you're, you're not a prophet. I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mystic. You're a, a mystic. mystic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a crazy yeah but wild like, i still reiterate that if he was in fact eaten like there would be signs no like that's kind of yeah. why like as we talked about it throughout the episode i sort of was like ah never mind that was a silly idea in the yeah. beginning there would be signs and they did like they can't go through and kill every alligator in the entire swamp but like they did check some i just know i wonder like what, what you were saying about the clothing or would there be blood or would there be mm-hmm. obvious like struggle yeah or something well and then and then he he walked to the train but yeah. then at the same time, his dad was one of the people that was, like, leading the charge in that investigative This whole life. thing is fucked up. And, like, even the hat thing, like, his dad was the one who, like, said he still had a hat on, but he could have taken that. He's sus Like, he's sus. Like, there's just so much, so much investigation that could have happened. Right. If not for this whole fucking, like, white herring. Yes. This entire, like, white herring happened where they thought they found him. When I think, like you said, he would have a vested interest in saying, that's my son. Oh, he would. If he murdered him. Oh, 100% he would. And it makes sense that Leslie was the one who got, who had, like, a legitimate breakdown. Yeah, she had, like, cognitive dissonance with yeah. this whole situation. And he was, like, and he was, like, chilling. Well, I don't know if he was chilling. I know he, like, but he was, like, yep, that's my son. I'm coming. Like, Very was, like, sure. Yeah. Quick I, I think thing. sus of him, sus of Paul. Paul was a family friend. I don't know. Maybe he lied for fucking this man. Yeah, who knows? Question. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is this man then? He's not is he's not Bobby Dunbar. He okay, so I I looked to see if they did I thought that they did like that Linda, I thought that they would have done a test to determine if he was for sure related to her. Right. And I think they I think they did, or at least I saw that somewhere that they had done that. So was he Bruce Anderson? Well, I think that he was, yes. Just so fucking tragic. Like, this poor woman really did get her child stolen from her then. Yeah, yeah. This is terrible. Yep, yep. It's, it's like, and, yep, they, and, like, legitimately stolen, like, legally stolen from her. Legally, like, she watched it happen and would have had to hear about it, see about it, all that stuff. That was fucking wild. So wild. And what happened to Bobby Dumb? that's honestly that was crazy i was so like i was so in that that like about halfway through i was like wait i still have to be engaging in this podcast you were like I, I was just like so in it whose kid is this whose kid is this 
and like that's and so he just one. passed back and forth like yeah. he's not, and like, like how horrific and like imagine that's terrible yeah imagine being margaret just like chilling looking through all your old family shit and you're like wait what the fuck and that's just like the absolutely craziest family history now like that is and just that little crazy. boy like bobby dunbar did not get any justice that's crazy if he was murdered i really hope that he was just raised in another life and that's still fucked up don't get me wrong but like i hope he wasn't murdered that's terrible yeah. or, or or like eaten yeah that's also terrible. getting eaten by an alligator though like how the fuck does that happen that fast like yeah, if I paul's agree. like i think nobody's telling the truth about what happened same that neither do i and i think there there's no a likely cause which is that he was murdered by his father in my opinion yeah like there's just no way that he there was there's any other plausible reason yeah and then they got divorced after him like oh shit that was heavy it's fucking wild, man. That was crazy. That was crazy. I hope the baddies are on the edge of their seats. Also, historical is historical and bad. That was great. You did. And if you love it, Patreon. Yeah, give us money. Give I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, but, subscribe. But and seriously, then follow us on fucking Spotify or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever the fuck you listen. Like, hit that follow button. It makes a big deal. It makes a big deal. Also, we... download the podcast. Like, yes. W- like, set it to automatic download. That makes a big difference. It does. And 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 hit us up if we don't know who you are. We want to know who the fuck you are. Yeah, cool. and if you want a shout out, we'll give you a shout out. Shout out. So you can be part of our historically bad community. Yeah, yeah but stay tuned on the socials. Also, we post things on Instagram a lot of a lot. updates that we've found out about cases that we've covered or like additional photos that that we don't Additional talk information. About. Yeah, yeah. Or just like funny random bullshit. Funny so. random, or even just things to vote on merch. Yeah. Because we're really, really trying to push that. Yeah. We're, trying to ho- we're hoping for it. Oh, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Stickers at least are happening. Like and I'm saying that they're basically right now, merch. Like happening. you can throw those on your laptop and shit. Yeah. Put it on your car. <laughs> okay. What are we going to do next week? What are we doing next week? Tab's defending your thesis next week. Yeah, I defend my thesis. Which is wild that we're doing all this and Tab's like defending a thesis. I honestly week. need to be like done this. <laughs> yeah. Not the podcast. I love this so no, much. I need to be done the thesis so that I can officially be back to, to being a podcaster. Podcast. Yes. Yeah, so next week we are, we know what case we're covering. We just don't know who's covering it yet. Yeah, we're not sure yet. We could be both covering it. We could be both. I really want to do that. That would actually be cool. So we would tell the story to you together yes um just we're gonna, because it's we're the same deciding just defending yeah. yeah yeah so we're we're working through it yeah but but it's gonna we'll be we'll a, give you it's something. gonna be a fucking wild case that was also actually suggested by a baddie oh shit i yeah. love those well it was like it was suggested to me by a baddie and then i told you and you were like yo i was gonna cover that and so i don't even remember this conversation oh shit we're doing that one yeah uh, is okay. that true you want to do that one yeah i'm down for it i love I, it i okay yo dope but we reserve the right to change your mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we might cut this out yeah. <laughs> and goodbye fuckers and no, goodbye we guys. never liked you anyways <laughs> see you next week on okay. historically bad see you next week fuck yeah you got some shit to change right. <laughs> <laughs> hey baddies I'm I'm fucked <laughs> this shit I do it why is this the hardest thing for me it's so funny <laughs> okay yeah so they yeah agree they should have probably sorry I just, i'm touching the shit out of my mic so like we're not gonna do that <laughs> so picture a fun chaotic friday afternoon with or sorry it's not fucking that's not true so picture a fun <laughs> i think I think it was where they came from, which is Opelousa or some shit. But, okay. Um, oh, no. Opel- 
Opelousas. Opelousas. Opelousas? I know how to say it because I fucking listen to a podcast. I gotta delete this shit. <laughs> Nobody in the group had seen where... that was an epic burp thank you i tried to call it in and it came out and then lost my spot so like you think that when a real trial when a real when a real trial why am i why can't i say my fucking words so (laughs) words are really hard though so people were like tab why are you roasting Mick mick jagger and then you realized yeah, well, actually, my my brother was like, Tab, do you mean Keith Richards? I was like, oh, my God. You read my mind. I was like, we that's should, exactly who I meant. We should find a way to hire Zach. I've been thinking about this as we become business bitches. I'm truly certain he would do it for free at this point. He's oh, like, excellent. he's an absolute fan. Well, he is. He Well, we'll recruit him to do free work. Like, don't get, like, for sure. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> we have a lot of people Slightly. that do, quote, unquote, like, free work for us. Like, Emily does our website. That is, She's and great. And the other day, I, like, it, I broke it somehow. And I was like, help. And she fixed it in, like, an hour. And I we was do, like. We say this endearingly. We call her IT support. Because IT she's support. literally so good at it. Yeah. She's so good. And so I just think that as we grow i just want to find a way to pay all the people like just we're just gonna we're just gonna make an empire of historically bad bitches that are like our friends you know what i have like absolute fantasies about is like getting my parents a boat that says historically bad like logo on it like we became that that successful and then they sail (laughs) like first of all why a fucking boat i don't know the pr (laughs) the pr the vr they're gonna or the the free marketing they're gonna be advertising all over the international waters not free at all no that's not (laughs) free boats are expensive yeah so help us buy a boat for tab's parents (laughs) josh is fucking laughing in the background what do you mean (laughs) yeah (laughs) here okay pay us money